Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Is the Ummah ready for Islam? Some people say that until all the Muslims are pious and practicing, only then will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant authority to the Muslims. Some hold the view that if your own family and community are far away from Islam, you need to begin with them first. Rectify yourself, your family, your community, and your wider society, and only then will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant authority. Are these views correct? Is this supported by the example of the Prophet Is this supported by the Qur'an? Let's take a look. The assumption made by those is that everybody needs to be good before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants authority for the Muslims to establish a khilafah. However, this statement is paradoxical. Let me explain. If it is possible for everybody to become good, so everybody's pious and praying, nobody's stealing, cheating, lying or killing, then if, if they can achieve that without the Sharia, then why do you need the Sharia? Why do you need Baytul Mal? Why do you need the Quda, the judges? Why do you need the Hudud punishments? If society can rectify itself without Islam being established, then Islam being established is unnecessary. So clearly the statement is contradictory. It's paradoxical. Islam didn't come for angels or for perfect people. Islam came for human beings and to regulate society. So did everyone become good before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted authority to the Muslims? A wildly held myth is that a person needs to become good, then his family becomes good, then his neighborhood, then his community, and then the wider society and the state becomes good, and eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants them authority. This is a myth. Did everybody in the Prophet's family embrace Islam? No. Did everybody in the Prophet's clan embrace Islam? No. Did everybody in Mecca embrace Islam? No. Yet, this didn't stop the Prophet ﷺ migrating to Medina to establish his deen. So clearly this claim is not true. A small number of believers migrated with the Prophet ﷺ to Medina. Not all the people in Medina were Muslim. And those that had embraced Islam were very new to Islam. Amongst the Oz and Khazraj were many polytheists who were idol worshippers. And there were three large Jewish tribes in and around Medina. So clearly not all the people in Medina were Muslim. Again, rendering the above claim as not true. But were all the Muslims or all the people pious? Again, this is not true. The worst kinds of people lived in Medina. You had the Munafiqun headed by Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Sulul. He conspired against the Muslims and had ill will towards the Prophet Amongst the Yahud, there were people who had ill will towards the Muslims and conspired to undermine the Muslims. So clearly this assumption that everybody needs to become good before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants victory is not found in the prophetic example. Not in Mecca, not in Medina. But surely all the Muslims were perfect. After the death of the Prophet ﷺ, many tribes that had, that had entered Islam left. They became murtad. 
because a number of false prophets arose. So you had Musaylama al-Qadhab, you had Aswad al-Ansi, you had Tulayha, and you had uh, Saja bin al-Harith. And because of these, many, many people left Islam. You also had people who started to mock Abu Bakr, the first Khalifa of Islam, and refused to give him zakat. So clearly there were many things wrong. There was a problem with the people's Iman, there was a problem with the people's Aqidah, and there was a problem with the people's understanding. It is commonplace to hear Khatib saying today that Masjid Al-Aqsa will not be liberated until everybody returns to Islam and becomes pious, and then the liberation will happen because of that. However, Masjid Al-Aqsa was occupied once before. So is this how it was liberated the first time round? At that time, the Muslims were politically disunited. Theft was commonplace in Damascus. Bid'ah and corruption was widespread in Egypt, which was being ruled by the deviant sect, the Fatimids. So it's not the case that all the people became good and Masjid al-Aqsa became liberated. Rather, it was one man with a vision and an understanding of what the problem was, who, with a group of people, addressed that problem and politically united the Muslims, liberating Masjid al-Aqsa. And then the people were reformed and corrected after that. So what does the Qur'an actually have to say about everybody being perfect before Allah grants his support or victory? Let me give you three examples. Firstly, Allah says in the Qur'an, وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لِيَسْتَخْلِفَنَّهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word minkum, meaning from amongst you, implying that not everybody will be doing righteous deeds in order for Allah to grant them victory. Secondly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the, in the story of Dawood thousands of believers went to fight Jalut and they were tested but only 300 or so passed and because of those people Allah gave them victory over, their, over the disbelievers. And also in Surah Nasr Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَعَيْتَ النَّاسِ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجَةِ Allah says in the Quran when the victory comes, you will see multitudes of people entering into Islam. So here it says, after the victory, people will enter into Islam. So it's not a precondition that everybody enters into Islam and everybody becomes pious before the help or the support of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes to the believers. So in conclusion, the Khilafah is not a reward for being good. The Khilafah is an obligation, just like Salah is an obligation. Salah is not for the pious people, Salah is for everyone. So it's not that the pious people pray, but rather everybody prays hoping to become pious. The Khilafah is a means for us to live our lives in the way we are supposed to live. So we submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not just in our ibadah, but also in our mu'amalat. The Khilafah is not for angels, it's not for perfect people. The Khilafah is for human beings who may make mistakes. And the Khilafah is needed to regulate human society. So does it mean that we don't have to strive to become perfect? No, it doesn't. All of us have to strive to be the best we can. But reality dictates that only a few will reach the heights. And because of them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased and he will give his support to the Ummah. So strive to be amongst the few 
whom Allah is pleased with. So because of you, your actions and your steadfastness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant victory to benefit the rest of society and the rest of mankind. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.